0: Siata Dishmaya Habit 6. Unbelievable, we're coming towards the closure. And um, this is a very, very important habit, as we've always mentioned. Um, Just before we start to mention that this Sheh. Has been very kindly sponsored by For Shleima Bas Sora Basoksha Cholly Israel, and also someone anonymously for the hatslach of his children to be great in Torah, Avoda, and Yirah Thank you for him to continuing sponsoring this wonderful series, and he shall have a lot of hatslach. So after the previous two habits, it's natural that this habit follows, and we're going to explain exactly what that means it's important for us to remember we started, if you remember in the beginning mentioning the structure of the seven habits how, they, how Stephen Covey structured them so we mentioned, you got the independence, interdependence so you got the first three, the second three and then the last one, right? so we're now holding at the end of the second group of three first group of three was working on the inner ourselves the second group of three which are coming to the end now Is working on taking it to the next level, which is taking everything we've learned and putting it into the relationships. And it's not just that, but it follows a sequence specifically so that we can work on um, how we have internalized these habits and become better people and therefore obviously improve our relationships and become more and obviously much higher effective people, which is obviously what this book is all about. So we have just come off habit number four, which is think win-win. Which we've described a lot of bit about the difference between lose win, win lose lose lose, and obviously win win. That we're looking for a better, uh, you know, a better perspective, a better idea, and then obviously last week habit five we discussed seek to understand and then be understood. And now we have habit number six, which Stephen Covey calls to synergize. Right? What does that mean? How do we describe the word? Synergize, so in a very (laughs) simple way, which takes time to just sort of digest, how we understand that. In simple way, it means working together. That's pretty much what it means. But really, it's the interaction or the cooperation giving rise to a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. In other words, when people work together, which happens in all levels, in all times, in all situations, it could be in a workplace. It could be in a marriage, it could be in a family, it could be in friends, siblings, whatever it may be. When people work together, so they create something a lot bigger than what could have been created had they simply worked as individuals. Now, it makes a lot of sense how this habit specifically comes after the previous two, that you can only really work together with other people. If you've had the last two perspectives and you've internalized them, and that's what we say we say every week, we try to internalize them. It's not just about hearing them, but we should go through the week and try to see what can we do to actually live these habits. Habits, as we always explain, are things that become something that we just do without thinking. That is really what we're trying to accomplish over here. And therefore... You can only really work together with someone if, number one, you have their best interest at mind, not only yours, that's win-win, and also if there's a real communication that is seek to understand. When you have a mixture of those two and you've perfected those, you can move on and graduate to today's habit, which is obviously the ultimate, and that is to work with other people in a different level than you would have been able to otherwise. Stephen Covey begins this habit by quoting Sir Winston Churchill and he said that he was called up by um, the government to head the war effort for Great Britain and he said famously all of my life I have been prepared for this hour. Says Stephen Covey, the exercise of all the other habits, all the other five habits we've been discussing until now, is preparing us ultimately for this habit, which is the habit of synergizing. Now, how would we, again, describe it on a more practical level to synergize, right? It's a great fancy word. Most people have probably never heard this word before, I'm assuming. How do we actually understand this on a little bit more of a simple, practical level? So let's take an easy one. Let's take nature, for example. Take two plants and plant them close one to the other. What happens is, science tells us, that the roots intermingle, and it actually improves the quality of the soil that's underneath them, that they're in, so that both plants will be able to grow better than if they were separated. Now, on a very practical level, that's a very important yusayi. You could just imagine for yourself, we'll try to give some examples. Actually, today want to give more stories than anything else, because I think that brings out the point more than anything else, than this habit, because I think this habit needs to be explained on a very practical level. But you can understand the idea, you've got two plants, if you planted them separate, so they would have grown. But, if you plant them together, what that does is, it improves the soil that they're in, and therefore both of them are ultimately gaining even though they could have been planted, but they wouldn't wouldn't have been so good if they were separate. Now, imagine the same idea. Take two pieces of wood and put them together. They will now hold more than if they were separate. In other words, the line that we have to remember is, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. We can learn to accomplish a lot more when we do things and work together. Which again, now you understand why this is the ultimate habit after the previous two. And this finishes off the last of the group of three. Because after you've learnt that, how to work on yourself and what goes on internally. And how you choose your, you know, your, your, your actions. And how you understand that there are goals and you have to get, those, have to, get to those goals. And we're trying to figure it out on a practical level of working with other people which is important. Now there's a very important posik in Koheles which I think pretty much sums up this whole idea. The Posuk in Kaheles tells us, Perik Dalad Posak Tess, Toivim Hashnaim Min HaEchad. Says the Posak in Keheles, two is greater than one. Look at Rashi over there. Rashi says that this is why a person, two things Rashi examples Rashi brings. Number one, get yourself a good friend. And number two, get yourself a wife. Why? because ultimately both of you will gain the lotion of Rashi is as follows you wouldn't have managed by yourself you can always do more when you work together now you have to remember it's an easy thing to say but when you work with other people, there are going to be challenges. We mentioned this a couple of times previously. Whenever you work with other people, whether it's your wife, whether it's your boss, whether it's a workmate, whether it's a sibling or a roommate, ultimately we're different people, we're different human beings. We're made up of different pe- things. There's going to be that challenge. There's going to be azek Kinegdai. That's how the them set up the world. And we mentioned that, the whole sort of challenge of what makes us better people, makes us work on ourselves, and we become better. But at the end of the day, We're ultimately going to get to a situation where we work together and we both gain. When we look at win-win somebody else's interest, when we learn how to communicate, seek to be understood, we can then understand how to actually come up with new ideas so that we can work together and not just be peaceful and not argue, but actually the results are much, much better. We can accomplish more when people know how to work together. It's a similar idea. It's not exact. The Gemara Shabbos... For example, those of you that have learned Afiyomi, you'll be familiar with this, the Gemarion Shabbos tells us that if two people do a melacha together, in a situation where you need both of them, not where one of them could have done it, and they just happen to be two people, then they're potter. But if two people are doing a melacha and you need both of them, it's too heavy, there's no way one person can lift it up, you're chayef. Chayv means it's called the Malachas it it's called a Chalois of a Malacha why? because you're helping each other you're both needed and you're able to accomplish something that by yourself as an individual you never would have been able to accomplish and that is the aside there's an interesting book called God Winked by Sarah Yecheved Riggler. so she brings a story about herself she took her family to a hike wherever it was and at one point she saw there's no way I can continue she had a bunch of kids there, teenage kids. She said, You know what, you guys, you continue the hike. I'm going to go back to the car. I'm going to take a little bit of a rest. You continue the hike. You know, it should be finished about a half an hour, an hour, and I'll wait for you there. So she sent her 19 year old son and her 15 year old daughter, You go finish off the hike. I can't manage. I'm turning back. It's getting a bit too hard for me. And she went back to the car and she had a little bit of a snooze. Uh, she wakes up about three hours later and her children are not there. Now she's getting nervous. Now, there's no cell phone because there's no reception. Right, there's no service in these places when there's mountains and everything. So what were they meant to do? She wasn't able to... You know, she had service, but they, inside the uh, hike, didn't have service. So she's stuck. So what did she do? She took out Tehillim. She started saying to Tehillim. And all of a sudden, in fact, 20 minutes later, her son comes into vision. And she could see him. So she runs over. She says, what's going on? What's going on? Why are you by yourself? Where's your sister? Where's my daughter? So it's okay, it's okay. Baruch Hashem, everyone's okay. But she's stuck she's stuck in a place where she cannot move she's fine she's totally fine she's not going to fall but she's just totally stuck there's no way we can get um, we can get her to grasp hold of anything we can't get loose she's stuck in a hole she's stuck in 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 a whatever in a cavity whatever it is so what should we do so, uh, so she says, okay, we'll call the, the number that he calls the ranger out. So she calls the ranger, the ranger comes over, what's going on? And he t- he tells the, she tells the ranger that my daughter is stuck, can you help her? No problem. So she says, can I come with you? He says, no, no, we don't need you, don't worry. She, he sees her with her tailor and says, you continue praying, don't worry, everything will be okay. We've, d- we've done all this once before. Half an hour later, the daughter, Baruch Hashem, healthy and well, comes back together with the brother and the ranger. And everything is wonderful. And, and they said, you know, how do you do it? what happened? She was so stuck that your brother couldn't manage he was 19 years old very capable what happened? So she said that the ranger stood behind me and he said I am your wall you do what you need to do but if you fall you're only going to fall back onto me and at that moment I realized that if I fall I only fall onto him and therefore, I'm not so scared to keep climbing and to keep on going. And he said it's a tremendous lesson for our lives. Sometimes we refrain from doing things, whether it's a business you know, activity or an, you know, something that you want to put into business. Whether it's a partnership, whether it's an idea, whether it's something in learning, whatever it is, sometimes we're scared. But when we learn to work together, when we learn to cooperate, when we get together as a group, and we understand that we're here for each other, yes, we all come with our own talents, we all come with our own and chasronis. But when we learn to work together, we can accomplish results that we could never have accomplished if we would have been an individual. I've said over this before, a wants once coming over to his rebbe, and his rebbe says to him, hey, where have you been? Not seen you in Dublin for a while. He says, listen, Rebbe, I'll be honest with you, I can't doven with the tzibu, it's too loud. I doven at home, it's quiet, I take my time, it's wonderful, I don't need to doven in such a loud place, I, I can't concentrate. So the Rebbe says, come with me. And he takes a silver metal rod, and in the old days they had this furnace, you know, the fireplace with all the coals there burning, which gave heat to the house. And he takes his metal rod, and he pokes one of the coals there, and he sort of knocks it to the side, and it rolls down, and it falls off, and it goes. And he says, look at that coal over there. And you see the coal, it was burning red. And slowly but surely, it fades and fades until eventually the smoke comes up and it's gone out. And he said, when a person works together with other people, there's a fire, there's an energy. Something can happen, you can create a fire. If you're an individual by yourself, with all the greatest ideas, with all the greatest talents you can have, but at the end of the day, you're only an individual. There's only so much you can accomplish, you need other people. It's the most important thing to to remember. Synergy is a very exciting, it's a hard habit to really work because when you know, and we mentioned this last time by win-win, when we know that we're right, it's very hard to hear another opinion, it's very hard to work with other people because what we're doing is right. We know the way, we know the way it should be. But synergy tells us that really it's not only exciting, it's an incredible openness and it's an incredible result that could be produced that otherwise could never have happened. I'll give you two examples, and uh, these are very, very incredible and important examples. After World War II, so the United States commissioned David Lilithel to uh, basically head a new Atomic Energy Commission. So Lilithel brought together, it's just famous, a group of people who were incredibly talented, incredibly highly influential celebrities in their own right. And this diverse, because obviously each one came with their own talents, group of individuals had a very heavy and important agenda. And they were impatient to get at it. In addition, the press was pushing them to reach their goal. But Lilithel decided that here's a new Mahalach. Here's a new way. He decided that he's going to take several weeks to create what he called a high emotional bank account, where each one works together and each one gets to know each other. And he had these people get to know each other, their interests, their hopes, their goals, concerns and their backgrounds. And he facilitated a kind of human interaction that creates incredible bonding. And it was an amazing thing that he was heavily criticized. He was criticized for taking such a long time for doing such an important project. What you're doing is not time efficient, and it's wrong. But the result that he produced from that was incredible. His group became so closely knit together, so open with each other, so creative, so synergistic, that the respect amongst the members of the commission was so high that even if there was disagreement, but instead of opposition and defense... There was actually a genuine effort to understand. The attitude was that if the person of your intelligence and competence and commitment disagrees with me, there must be something in your disagreement that I don't understand, and I need to understand it. You have a perspective, a frame of reference, I need to look at it. And that is what he produced, and that shows the idea. that shows the idea that when we learn to work with other people, it can create results that are absolutely amazing. And you know, let's just take for one example marriage. Just imagine, it's coming to the summer, and, you know, the wife tells the husband and she says, you know, I think it's time to visit my mother, she's old, and I haven't seen her for a while, the kids haven't seen her, I want her to see the grandchildren, I don't know how much longer she's going to live, and I think we should take a trip up for the summer, we'll spend a couple of weeks in a house, and that's what we'll do, let's take the whole family there, and let's visit her, let's, you know, cheer her up, and the husband's like, what, seriously? No, the kids are going to go crazy. We can't just stay in your mother's house. That's ridiculous. The kids are going to be bored. I want to take them camping. We're going to go hiking. We're going to have an amazing time. We're going to go stay up in the mountains. It's going to be incredible. Now, each of them are coming with a very, very good perspective. She wants to visit her mother, and he wants to go and make sure the kids are taken care of and having a great time in their summer holidays, right? So they're both coming with a great agenda. What's going to happen? What's going to happen is no one's going to give. No one's going to give in because both of them are coming with a great idea, and they're both important. Both of them are important. So, if you practice win-win, when I'm looking at somebody else's perspective, not just mine, if it's seek to understand, then be understood, and I want to hear where someone else is coming from, you can now synergize. And you can now figure out a way that will make it possible to be able to come with possibly a third option, and that is, maybe we'll do half-half, maybe we'll do your mother this time, and maybe in two weeks' time we'll do something else, I'll take the kids for a different time, you'll, you'll figure it out but only if you learn how to synergize. Because if you learn how to synergize, you're learning that it's not about you, it's not about winning, it's not about your perspective, it's about working together. Because ultimately the results of that can obviously be tremendous shalom bias, tremendous relationships at work, which means a more productive workplace, which means more money, more profit, more efficiency, everything goes together. You can see how Stephen Covey set this up in the most incredible way how this works for relationships, for your marriage it works for your roommates, it works for your friends it works for your family and your siblings and everything that goes together with that because everything requires work and everything requires understanding Let me end with one most incredible edition that in fact is written by Stephen Covey's son sean St- Covey in, uh, in the, the book over here that I mentioned to you is a, a newer edition Listen to this. I never knew this. Maybe some of you know this, but I never heard this before. And I think it's absolutely incredible, and I think it really sort of hits home on the point and hits hits the nail on the head in a tremendous way. There was a person called Sergi. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. His name is Sergi. He had been studying computer science at Stanford University. Now, for two years he was studying, when he was assigned to help new students at the spring orientation. That morning he was slated to show a guy named Larry... ...around the campus. Now, they didn't hit it off right away at all... ...and they actually found each other quite obnoxious. They disagreed on almost everything they spoke about... ...but eventually, they had so much fun contradicting each other... ...on every topic that they actually became good friends. Now, while both Sergi and Larry loved computers... ...they were total opposites. Sergi was a party guy, Larry was a private and reserved. Sergi couldn't sit still... Larry once painstakingly built a printer out of Lego bricks. When they later worked together as part of Larry's dissertation, they experimented with a new way to search the internet. Now, at that time, how do you search the internet? What you did is you would type a word into the computer, and the internet would basically respond with how many times this word showed up and where it was to be found. Larry thought it would be much more interesting to search for links and not words. So therefore he figured, the more often a website was linked to other websites, the more important it was. Using his approach, search results would come up on your screen, in the order of importance. Sergey and Larry called their new program, BackRub. Because it counted the number of links back to an original website. To run the program, they filled Larry's room with so many cheap computers that the university's network nearly shut down. So they moved their project into a friend's garage. Years later, more than a billion people use Backrub. Now it's called Google, the company that Larry Page and Sergey Brin um, started in a dorm in a university in. Stanford, the two college guys founded Google rarely agreed on anything, right? What would have happened if they actually always saw eye to eye? What if they had exactly the same talents? What if they had been alike? Can you imagine? The answer is they needed each other's talents. They needed each other's strengths in order to build one of the greatest companies of the entire world. And that is the aside and that is the idea of this incredible habit. We have different habits. We have different perspectives. We grew up in different ways. Whether it's our spouses, our bosses, our roommates, our our friends, our co-workers, we're all different. But we have to realize we've got win-win, seek to understand, and now we've got synergy. Where we take everything we've learned and we actually use it and with an understanding that we can work together to produce the most incredible results. And when we live this... And we actually utilize this in a marriage. It can be one of the most powerful things in the world. In any relationship, it can be incredible. It can turn over everything. We're different. We have different energies, different talents, come from different places. But let's use that together to ultimately make an incredible third option, which ultimately we all win and we create much better results. And it's Next time, we'll discuss the seven final habits. Thank you.